ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of legal drinking age, because if you're a child and you're downloading Craft Beer Podcasts, I respect you, but you probably shouldn't because we talk about things that, I don't know, the the world says you're not supposed to talk about, I guess. I don't know. Are, should kids listen to Craft Beer Podcasts? <laughs> Why not? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. I just make it up as I go along. Um... This is kind of a really fun show, so we are definitely at a brewery, as you can hear by the fun sounds behind us of joy and laughter and drinking revelment. But we're talking to Tommy Long and Lemon Grenade. This is like a behind the scenes, I guess, of... <laughs> and that's and that's my dog. <laughs> The uh, Napoleon <laughs> complex. <Yep. laughs> he sees a dog bigger than him, and uh, <laughs> so, how would you do you're behind the scenes? But you're not even really kind of behind the scenes. You're front and center of of what's going on in craft beer in Cincinnati right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. We we um, at Lemon Grenade Creative, we work for probably about. 10 or 11 local local craft brewery. And before I get too far, I want to introduce my uh, my uh, co-workers here as well. <laughs> uh, I have uh, Jan here, who's an art director, and I have uh, Lily, who joined our team a few months ago as a graphic designer. So they work on all the uh, brands with with me as well. Hello. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Thank so, you. So um, the, the fun part and the difficult part about how you guys do things like, I feel like I know you guys because I get on the website and I look and I'm, I'm always watching, but I only see people's childhood pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the one. Uh, so if anybody has not, um, if, number one, to start off the bat, if you don't know who Lemon Grenade is, you know, after, or maybe pause the show and jump over and get online and, 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 and look at their website because it's really freaking fun. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, um you guys have the uh, the branding thing down clearly. <laughs> you have the the whole um, creating a website that is fun, expresses who you are down to a T, which hopefully um, you would as a branding company. <laughs> but when you so when you click on the um, I, what is it considered on there like an about us uh, yeah I think it's uh, what you're referring to is our, the, the team page the team page where we right. have uh, bios of each each designer um, right now I believe there's uh, six of us um, five five full time creatives and uh, one part time web developer so my first job was uh, my first job in my actual career which is photography I don't know if I've ever like talked about my life on the show before but um, was at Sears Portrait Studio that was where I got my feet wet in the photography world, and you guys nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, that was all their idea. So, um, not to get too far off topic, but if you have not been to the Lemon Grenade website, go to Lemon is, is it just LemonGrenade.com? Correct. Yep. Um, just go there and, and see what they're doing. Um, preferably listen to the show first, but you know whatever whatever works. It's a podcast. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Some of people actually like, pause the show and go do other I things. Do read other stuff like if somebody talk, starts talking about something I, I have no idea it's weird to me I feel like I'm talking to people right now so like they should just keep listening but whatever do, do what you do <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show guys we're already like just off the rails and uh, uh, just just flying around here 
Um, so we typically start the show with a segment that um, we call From the Beer Fridge. Now, there is no beer fridge because we're not in a studio, but um, we're at Municipal Brew Works. First off, thank you to Municipal Brew Works, who I didn't really like give too much of an advance warning that I'm going to be here on the patio recording a podcast, but I figured they'd be okay with it. Um, Which is three blocks away from Lemon Grenade's headquarters. That's why we chose this. Plus, it's a great brewery. It's a really, especially like tonight, it's really nice outside. They've got a killer patio. Where, where else would you go if you live in Butler County, which I do. I know, yep. Tommy, you do. You guys? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, Butler County. <laughs> Representing BC. Um, what are you guys drinking tonight? I'm drinking the watermelon. No. Oh. Yeah. I'm drinking the orange something. Orange, orange agave. Yeah, that <laughs> one. That's my second favorite. And I'm drinking the Station 2, which is when I walk into this brewery, they already have it poured and ready for me. So they, <laughs> in so a they, special glass. They, <laughs> in my Club 80, uh, my Club 80, which is the special uh, beer club here. But, yeah, they see me walk up, and they have it poured for me already. Um, and I'm drinking the Oktoberfest because I, I did am not in see love that. with Oktoberfest oh, That'll beers. be my next one. I didn't see that out there. Um, so tell me what you guys think about the beer. Let's, let's start there because we're at Municipal, so we need to talk about their beer a little bit. Everything's always good. Actually, one of my favorites in the winter is, well, even in the summer, it's light, which is shocking, but their coffee beer is really, really good. Which is with um, True West, yes. right? Yes, which, which is, is another... Amazing. Another Hamilton business, which is in the mm-hmm. same building as Lemon Grenade on the first floor. But yeah. oh, that's right. They're, 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 on, they're on both sides of the river. They're on yep. the yeah. west side and the east locations. side. And it's too close. It's very dangerous. <laughs> it's it's talking to cookies. <laughs> um, as far as, as Cincinnati, like a little bit bigger picture goes, like what, what things are getting you guys excited beer-wise lately? Um, What's what's fun? What are you guys What are you guys drinking in the in the in the bigger picture? What's your fridge filled with? I guess. Well, with you know, I always get upset in July when I see Oktoberfest beers oh, hitting the, or or the pumpkin beers. <laughs> uh, pumpkin maybe. Well, you know, I love pumpkin, but I have to be October for pumpkin. Oktoberfest, I can it, go year it, round. It always is the you know the sign of the end of the summer. My wife's a school teacher and. When I see back to school supplies and pumpkin spice and, and <laughs> Oktoberfest, it's it's always out a little too early. But but I'm excited uh, now that it is October to to get a lot of the Oktoberfests. Oktoberfest, uh, I really can do all year round. I like. I wish somebody would do a Marzen Oktoberfest fest beer, whatever they want to call it. I, I wish somebody would do it all year round. It's like I could do it. Absolutely. And the other thing I'm very excited about, and, J- and Jason from Listerman, and I hope you're listening, um, my favorite, one of my favorite beers of all time. He only time. listens to the show when he's on it. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure I text him and tell him I'm talking about him. Um, one of my favorite beers of just all time uh, is Jungle Honey, uh, which I've been trying to get Listerman to either bottle or can for, since I've been working for him for six or seven years. And I think it's just not a profitable beer to isn't uh, that like the old Listerman kind of thing um, I don't know um, I think we first designed it in maybe 2013 2014 uh, when we rebranded Listerman a year and a half ago we completely rebranded uh, Jungle Honey uh, so it's got kind of a 
Cincinnati Bengals kind of uh, vibe to it now. I mean, that was always the, the take on it was the jungle. Um, but that's one of my favorite beers of all time, and usually I ask Jason all year when it's coming out. It's usually right about now. So I haven't seen it on their uh, on their boards yet, but that's probably what I'm most excited about. The board's filled with Fiona variants. <laughs> yes, right now it is. Yeah, uh, I, they're getting ready. I, I should be on uh, Listerman's payroll, but uh, I think they got a big. I, they got a big. Um, can release, I think, uh, this Saturday. With, oh, yeah. With oh, yeah. Well, and, we'll, and when people hear this, it'll be over. But Yeah, we'll, we'll dig into all of that. Yeah, we'll, sure, you know, sure. The, um, you know, talking about pumpkin beers, their basic is one that I'm dying to get a hold yeah, of. Yeah, we had a lot of fun designing <laughs> that um, with the, you know, playing on the, uh, the, the Starbucks packaging and, and graphically reducing that to uh, to kind of play tribute or a little parody of the, the Starbucks right. branding. But sure. <laughs> I love it. I wish that um, my vision for that can is that you buy a four-pack and it comes with a 16-ounce can koozie. And so the actual can just looks yep. like the yep. Starbucks. I love it. The Starbucks-ish. We won't say it's modeled after Starbucks because no, that's, no. that's completely wrong. But um, the, the can looks like the cup and then the koozie looks like the little... Uh, the, yep, the, the wrap. Yep. The, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. I think, yeah, I'll be there in our next uh, marketing meeting. <laughs> um, so, like, we're we're just completely off. So, um, going back to beer that you guys are drinking currently that you're excited about. So, we know Tommy can't drink his Oktoberfest and his pumpkin beers. <laughs> I before, can't now. It's time for before October. Um, what is in your guys's fridge right now that you're excited about? I'd have to say peach dodo. I really yeah. like the sours. Uh, not many people can say that. <laughs> I first discovered them, actually, one of my favorite classes at UC. I'm a recent graduate, the University of Cincinnati. Um, but it was the beer class, so it was hops and history. So just learning about. That's like, a class? Yeah. In college? Amazing. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I tried right to take here. it twice. I mean, I took that class me. too, but it wasn't an actual class. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> um, but Cincinnati and just the general area has such amazing history of beer, which I think is the coolest part. So right. all these kind of breweries that are popping up and kind of capturing that history, I think it's the most exciting part. And there's such a, like a variant. Um, well, and like even here in Hamilton, like there is a history to beer in Hamilton here. And it's, you know, definitely not the same as it is an OTR or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I can't wait for places like Municipal to really tap into that and to showcase the other, you know, the, the, the historical side a little bit of what was going on before all of this happened and before. And Municipal is a great example of it. Yeah, right. where we are. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, I can see it from where I'm, I'm sitting right here, uh, Quarter Barrel, which another Lemon Grenade plug. We did their uh, their logo and branding, but they're right across the river. I they walked bro- over there today. That's why I was running a little late. Yeah. I adore it. I adore it all around Hamilton yep. today. And go. then um, the casual pint uh, is, is moving into that space right over there. I know you. Is you, that official? Every, everyone in uh, Radio Land can't see where I'm pointing, but um, <laughs> a stone stone throws away from Municipal. Uh, casual pints opening up in the next few months. And then um, North Second. North Second of. Bottle Shops. Good friend of mine, uh, Dan's place. Um, we also did the logo. Another North, pl- North another Second plug. Bottle Shop. Uh, is he ever going to get bottles? You know what? That that is a, a I think it's a funny story. So, um, you know, there's great bottle shops all around the tri-state. Um, you know, the, like BC, the, the BC's Cappy's Jungle Gems. Abso- absolutely, absolutely, they're, they're everywhere. Well, H- Hamilton didn't have a place like that, and his original plan was to do all craft beer and then a bottle 
uh, bottle shop. And it, it turns out that uh, North Second really turned into a music venue. Um, and it's really a great place to see live music. And he just needed the real estate. It's not the biggest place. Right. Uh, so he's got 10 taps and it's all craft. It's all... Uh, it's not just local. I mean, he's got uh, Jackie O's. I mean, I mean, it's still, I guess, considered local. But, um, but yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, he's not actually doing. So, to get back to your point, uh, <laughs> uh, North Second uh, Tap and Bottle Shop is just a tap room. It's just a tap room. It's, a, it's, it's, but it's like a, a perfect little tap room. Like it's, it's, it's dark. It's, it's lively. It's, it's, it's got it's, a personality. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, yeah, they've got a tiny little patio tacked on the back of it, right? Yep, and I told him put one bottle for sale, make it outrageous, <laughs> two hundred bucks. That's our and bottle. And then it says taproom and bottle shop. It doesn't say bottles. Uh, so <laughs> if you sell one bottle, then you're covered. But uh, he hasn't done that yet. But it's, it's a great place. That's actually brilliant. Yeah, why not? Um, so why not? Let's 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 dig into little lemon grenade a little bit before sure. we um, we get too far into the show. I, I anticipated diving into that in the second half, but you know, let's, let's do just, it. Let's just do this. Um, how did this all start? The company? Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll give you kind of the the elevator pitch, so I don't bore your listeners. Oh, um, well, we can cut it out. It's a podcast. Uh, oh I'll, yeah, I'll sure. edit this. <laughs> um, so if you I get s- boring, I'll cut it right down. Yeah, sure. So I started. Uh, I started my career uh, about twenty years ago. Uh, been working for small, medium large design firms throughout Cincinnati right. um, in the early 2000s I also taught um, logo design and graphic design at the Art Academy in Cincinnati where I went right. to school and there I taught a class uh, there's a school bus in the background why is that bus so loud <laughs> I don't know it's a little late for school bus so um, anyway at the Art Academy in Cincinnati I taught undergrad students and one class I taught was called ADS which is Academy Design Service and what that was um, was I always compare it to getting a haircut at a haircutting school you, you, the students do the design work for free well the um, so we'd always have nonprofits come in and um, and I'm, I'm, get, I'm going to answer your question you're fine you're fine so um, when I was there in 2011, uh, uh, this little brewer named Kevin Moreland, uh, who everybody knows, he's like a, a legend around here, um, he came to my class. I'd never met him before. And he's like, I'm the head brewer at Listerman. We're starting this new brewery called Triple Digit. He had explained to me what a triple digit beer was. Back then, I was, I hate to admit it, but I was uh, just a domestic beer guy. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're all domestic beer people now. Well, yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyway, he wanted the class to design the triple digit brewing logo. And I said, well, Kevin, first off, um, Listerman is a for-profit, and we can't take that on as a class project. But it's always been on my bucket list to design beer stuff. So I said, you know what, I will work at extremely reduced rate if not free if i can design the triple digit brewing and it just took off i designed the logo um and then i've been working for listerman ever since so it's been six or seven years so triple digit which listerman just recently 
killed. Well, well, not killed. So what it was is there was two breweries. There's Listerman Brewing Company and there's Triple Digit. Triple Digit is their high-gravity 10% beers. Um, we've had the conversation once we rebranded them that do we really need to carry on these two different brands? It's, it might be confusing the consumer. You know, it, it, when we had eight staple beers in the Triple Digit line, it made sense. Right. But they've kind of have i think maybe two of the staple beers left um which is jacao which has been an unbelievable success um and what is uh cranium cranium but i mean at, at one time there was eight or nine triple digit beers so when when it boiled down to two um i said let's just make it a triple digit series and it would be under the family under the brand of listerman so does that does that make you sad a little bit to not see those um, it makes me sad, um, but it also... I mean, I, I know that some of the recent triple-digit stuff really hasn't been triple-digit front and center, you know. Well, I feel that um, it, it didn't make sense from a, from a marketing sense. And, and i got to give Jason Brewer a lot of credit. He's, he, he knows what he wants. He's, he knows what he's doing. He's really uh, done very well for uh, Listerman. And we kind of had that conversation once we rebranded. Do we rebrand Triple Digit? What do we do with this brand? So but on, we, on a personal level, though, like does it make you sad? Oh well, yeah, to yeah. The, not, like, the fact that that was shelf. my first beer, my first official brewery logo. You know, I've done ten of them since then, but uh, since that was my baby, yeah, sure. But but it was definitely the right thing to do. Right. Not questioning right and wrong. I'm just yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get it, get in behind kind of the, the, the human the emotion. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys can talk. I'm looking at my two coworkers, and they're just, they're just staring at me. Interrupt him at any time he gets boring. Yeah, you know the boss can talk <laughs> a lot. So. Uh, like I, like I'm. It interests me a lot to understand kind of that that personal side of things that you design or any of you guys design. Like it's it's interesting. Like the the ownership that you take over it, and I I know from the other side of things coming in and designing a logo with you guys there's a whole bunch of designs that get thrown at you and as somebody that's looking for something for you know in, in my case the podcast or a blog or whatever it may be like there there are definitely things that that attract me to that and that fit with what i want but there's a whole bunch of things that don't make it and like I can only imagine, like as somebody that's 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 creating those things and designing those things and building those things, like to have somebody say, "No, that doesn't that that's not what we want." Like I, I there's it's that's that's something that you built and you like you spent a whole bunch of time and a whole bunch of you know blood, sweat, and tears creating, and here it's no, no, and it's just it's it's scooted on, and and maybe the final design is something that's close to that. Maybe it's kind of you know incorporate something from that but like i just i like how do you i don't know how do you not deal with it but i mean how do you yeah how do you how do you like as as somebody's creating art that is tied into this uh, this this business or this brand or this thing whatever that is um how do you how do you kind of balance all that well, yeah, anybody, anybody that you know, <laughs> any, anybody but Tommy. Um, so let me just back up and just tell you just a little bit about our creative process, and that'll answer your question. So, um, with Lemon Grenade being you know a smaller agency, there's super huge agencies in Cincinnati with you know hundreds of employees. What's great about Lemon Grenade is the entire company is creatives. So when we get a creative project, 
everybody works on it. It's that's, almost like a... That's what's awesome and what's terrible, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so everybody gets to put their feelings into it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah it hurts. It. <laughs> but it becomes a, uh, a friendly, a little bit of a friendly competition. We have our in-progress critiques where we go over as a group and say, no, this doesn't make the cut. No, this, this is good. And, but everybody presents their own unique concept to the client. So we cast a really wide net as far as styles. You know, I'm, I'm the old guy in the studio, so I have a very distinct... People tell me all the time, I can tell that's your logo because it's, <laughs> you know, I got my style. Uh, you know, Lily, Jen, Allison, Israel, they, they all have their own kind of unique styles. Right. You know, Allison is very much uh, an uh, illustrator of, of our group. So when you see a really cool uh, design, it has a lot of illustration, actual drawing, uh, she's usually our go-to. Um, Lily and Jim both have really strong typographical, you know, as far as what the type. So, uh, so we cast a really big, you know, really wide net. Um, but as far as getting to your question about, is it sad? Of course, it's sad. Uh, <laughs> the thing about, uh, I've always been told from all my uh, past employers that you always hire a team that's better than you. So I feel really good about my team and the talent at Lemon Grenade, and they they kick my ass a lot. You know, I'll you know. I'll submit something. I win I win some logo contests, but but they're uh, they're super talented. So um, you know, it's friendly competition. But yeah, you you get your feelings hurt when your client doesn't pick yours. Sure. You know, relating back to that that beer community, like there's that point with breweries where you get big enough that if you start a brewery as a, as a person that makes beer. You're no longer making the beer. You are directing other people on what what that thing is you want to make, or maybe handing them a recipe and saying, "Make this," or whatever that is. Sure. But you're sitting in meetings and you're yep. drawing up spreadsheets and whatever that thing is. And like there, there in my head, there has to be some kind of inherent sadness to that. Of I started this to do this, and it, now I'm doing this. <laughs> well, yeah. So I wear a lot of hats as far as. You know, I go to new client meetings and I do that type of thing as well. I always kind of compare myself to like a, a head coach to an NFL team. Um, I'm still running the show, I'm running the plays, but Lily and Jen and, and these guys are, are the, the star players. Um, they're doing the, the heavy lifting every day. Um, I'm still playing, you know. Choosing the plays, and you're a head coach that runs out on the field every once in a while. I run out. It's more fun that way. It gets yeah, exciting. I run out there and try not to <laughs> injure myself. Um, but yeah, I, I I try to participate in every design project, and it, and even if I don't personally design something, I'm heavily art directing or you know giving giving these guys guidance. But uh, but I got a good crew, so we're always we're always doing. They're always producing good work. And I want to add to that. So, <laughs> okay. So, back to your first question. You asked, "Is it sad when we right. see a design not go anywhere?" Well, it happens every single day. But we have had recently some designs where every single one of us has touched because there's five of us in there, 100% of the time. And there was one design just the other week where Lily did one part, I did one part, Tommy did the other. The other two did some other parts. So we all touched this one design and it went forward. So that's pretty, yeah, that's a win. Feel, yeah, I mean, definitely. that's something that I love is collaboration with the whole team. Um, I don't like just 
hey, this is what I did, but I like to get everybody's opinions right. on everything because we all together make something great, and that's how we do it. We all make everything great. Yeah. So. I, I, I get that. <laughs> I get that a lot. Like, it's it's fun as um, a creative to see kind of the way other people can shape. Like, you, you've got this thing in your head, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't see, like, this other big part of it that somebody throws in. Hey, what about this? And you then, think about then it, it opens way? up oh, this no. whole other side, yeah. even from your creative process. Yep. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. Uh, yeah. Every day is exciting. Especially with Tommy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to head for a raise after this. So, what are you guys excited about on the designs? Like, I know that you guys do a lot of work with Listerman. It's yeah, got to be. Listerman, as, as far as the, the, the beer side of design goes, Listerman's got to be fun to work with because. Well, right or wrong, they do a lot of releases. They're they're yes. pumping out a lot of different beers in packaging. There's a lot of fun designs that it, it opens it up to you guys to, to play around with. And you guys are their design company, right? I mean, there's... Yeah, yeah. so Listerman is what we call agency on record. So we do absolutely 100% of Listerman work. And we have mentioned Municipal and Listerman quite a bit. Um, but we do work for, you know, I made it, I made my little cheat sheet. You got, a, you got notes. I got, I got all kinds of notes. We work for, you know, at least 10 different local breweries, if not more. Name them. Name them. Um, well, a few years ago, we completely rebranded Christian Moorline as far as their, their uh, staple beers. They're, right. they're big three. Um, Tapped Ales House. Uh, we've done some work for them in the past when Kevin was there. Haven't, haven't done as much lately. Um, but we do uh, the Bad Tom Smith. Um, they, you know, we did their branding and everything. Um, what's exciting about them is uh, they opened up a second location in Ohio City, and it's just been well beyond expectations. It's just they're killing it, and they're going to open up another location in Madisonville. So we're doing all. They're the, replacing their current location. Yeah, on Eastern Avenue, which is a mess. There's no parking. Everybody knows it's kind of a mess. Uh, but, but the Madisonville location is huge. Um, they're getting ready. They've, we've already um, sent concepts over for uh, a whole line of packaging. Uh, so they're going to start. Uh, it's bottles, right? Not mm-hmm. cans. Bottles. Yeah. So um, we're doing a whole series of. Uh, I don't lab- think that's official news yet. Well, it is now. You heard. <laughs> you heard it first. I got all kinds Sorry, of trade John. secrets. <laughs> all kinds of trade secrets. You know what? I text John early in the day. Said, "Can I mention certain things?" Some clients said, "Hell no." Some clients said, "Go for it." Uh, that. And one thing I should mention, just real quickly, um, in in the advertising, marketing, design world, usually, if you work for, let's say, you know, one of our clients is Mercy Health. Um, if we were working for Mercy Health and we had Tri Health as a client, they would say, absolutely not. This is a conflict of interest. Right. One thing I found out about the Cincinnati uh, Craft Brewery, the, you know, the, the brew, um, is that it's, it's the complete opposite. It's, it's like, it's such a great community and everyone uh, celebrates everyone's accomplishments and, and bottle releases and uh, you know the 50 West, you know, if, with if, their fights if, and all that stuff. And if people find somebody that they that they trust and does good work, they're like, "Well, I want to, I want to build this to something bigger." And they yeah. they they send that out to all their friends, and they say, "Support this person because they do things the right. They do the craft beer way." You yep. know, it's um, so so yeah. So with, so we work for 
getting back to that, uh, getting back to my list here. <laughs> uh, so uh, Fibonacci is the one that started it for me. So you know, Fibonacci, Betty and Bob were the Betty ones that yep. sent me a text message when they were opening up and said, "Hey, we just got our logo done. You should talk to this guy. This guy's I love this Betty guy's Bob. a freaking genius when it comes to design work, and maybe you should make a new logo." <laughs> Yeah, they, <laughs> that was they, how the conversation started. And they just uh, had their second year anniversary. Uh, third? Third. Oh, oh uh, it might yeah, be third. three. It is three. It is three. Um, <laughs> but yeah. That's uh, how you know you're old. I know. When you can't uh, keep track anymore. But yeah, uh, Betty and Bob have been absolutely fantastic to us. And we've been designing almost, I would, I would say, 100% of their their stuff since they've they've started as mm-hmm. well. And they've uh, we've done a few... Uh, bottle labels and releases for them uh, but it, it's great to see the strong brand so we set Fibonacci with you know Betty was really vocal about wanting this <laughs> kind of scientific and very uh, you know with nature and science so right. so you know they have the beakers for the uh, for their flights they have you know all their beer designs we've designed oh, to be and I don't think they've actually like posted anything about the Fib Farm um, and I, I don't think we've seen that yet on a no. actual real, but, I, but I've seen it and it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm very excited for them. Um, I keep asking them when they're going to quit their, d- j- or their day job. <laughs> they just keep switching back and forth. Yeah, they, they, not, <laughs> they, they, they will eventually, but they, they produce, produce great beers and, and uh, it's a really fun, fun brewery. Um, the other one that we just got recently hired for was uh, Wiedemann. Um, so they have you. You did some work for Wiedemann. I did. Early on. Yeah. So I have a relationship with Wiedemann. So um, originally, when John Newberry uh, bought the name and uh, came out the original, I did the logo. Probably because you're working for Listerman at the time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly right. That's where the uh, beer was made. Uh, John, I believe, got my name and number from. From Listerman, and I did the the original logo and the, the original packaging, and they went a, a different direction. They had a couple bottle releases, and then they kind of shut down production to, to start their brewery. Um, and now we're we're um, designing the all the uh, cans, all right the there. yep there. all the um, cans now. Have you so. been down at the tap room yet? Yes. Dear God, they nailed it. It <laughs> is 100 percent Wiedemann. So the challenge with with Wiedemann. Um, is you know I think it's 1870 when Wiedemann was came out. Sounds um, about right. And you know I don't have notes in front of yeah, me, so yeah. I can't tell you exactly. But uh, I think right. it's 1870. So there's a certain generation of people that you know 50 plus that remember drinking Wiedemann. I know my grandfather drank it all the time. Um, so we have that kind of target audience, but we also have the the young you know millennial craft beer. Uh, drinker as well, so it's been a challenge uh, in our meetings lately. Of, you know, we need to target both audiences. It was 1878. Yeah, see, I nailed it. 1870s. <laughs> um, so we have that challenge of how do we market, you know, to two different, completely different audiences. One needs 14 point type and readers, and and the others want to, you know, are, are a lot younger. So it, it's it's been a lot of fun. So you know, that'll be rolling out soon. Um, but yeah, as far as um, like one-offs collaborations, we've done stuff for Quarter Barrel. Uh, we've done stuff for. I'm looking at my notes. That's why uh, that's right. Quarter Barrel. 
Woodburn, Quaff Brothers, Blank Slate, Cellar Dweller. So we've done, uh, you know, hundreds of beer labels at this point. Um, so it's and we do we've done a lot of stuff for. Uh, I know this is a brew cast, but we've done stuff for spirit companies and, and wineries as well. So and also uh, a very big chili company. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, every time a new Gold Star opens up, I get really excited when I see that we, that that logo. Well, here's the thing about Gold Star Chili is I so they had hired really big design companies to rebrand them. They weren't happy with what they were getting, so they had kind of an open uh, uh, you know for refer- for um, proposals and being a super small firm at the time I think it was just me and one other designer uh, we got the gig to redesign Gold Star Chili and we did uh, so I was, I'm very very proud of it but we actually pulled it from all the Lemon Grenade website and all our portfolio materials because they've just recently rebranded again seriously? yeah so now they're just Gold Star they're, they dropped the name Chili um, and they're in a circle which is kind of ironic because I, I designed a circle logo with dropping the word Chili um, you know, many, many years ago. So even though that's a, a, a big client of ours, or, you know, it was at the time, um, but it, we don't show that anymore. It, yeah. it helped get you started. It helped, you, you yes, know. yes. It opened up a lot of doors, yes. Screw you, Gold Star. I like Skyline better anyways. <laughs> we, 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 can, we can edit that out if we need to. But. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, don't know, I don't think they're coming back, but... If they, if they do come back, we love you, Gold Star. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever you need to say. Yeah, sure. Um, so let's talk about. I'm I'm completely like way off track from where I thought the show was going to go, but um, let's talk about branding in general. So I know that there are a lot of breweries opening up in Cincinnati, and there are a lot of people that are just trying to get the doors open and they're trying to put the money into this place or this place or trying to figure out where the right place is um talk about the importance of branding for a brewery because i know that some places right off the bat are all about it and they dive in um head first into that other places maybe a year down the road kind of look at it and be like oh man we, we screwed that up a little bit now let's 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 tackle it or there are breweries very far into it that are kind of looking into it now and kind of saying hey we screwed that up let's let's figure it out well well branding is is in a in you know just a great logo is, is people's very first impression of your product it's a personality it is it's a personality um Municipal Brew Works, uh, where we're at now, uh, you know, it was in an Art Deco building, um, so we knew we were going to kind of capture that through uh, uh, typography and color choices and uh, just illustration style um, to capture that brand and give them a voice. Um, and I think that's very important. It, it is a, an investment uh, up front, um, but nothing weakens a brand more than launching and then three months later rolling out with a new logo or things like that uh a funny story about municipal uh and jim might kill me for telling this story but when they first came to us they had no interest in identity work they had a logo made um and they wanted us to just design 
uh, can designs for him, which is ironic because uh, there's no cans. No cans. <laughs> but in our initial meeting, we said, um, you know what, we we can't design cans for you with this particular logo. You know, no disrespect to whoever designed it originally, but it had a lot of gradients. It had a lot of. It was very, very, very busy, and that's just not our style. And I basically told them, "Hey, can we desi- redesign your logo?" And they were. They basically said, "Well, look, it's we've got all this money invested. Look, it's on our hats." <laughs> and I'm like, "It really is. Is that the only investment you have currently? Is in your hat?" Uh, and they're like, well, we got a shirt printed or something. I was like, <laughs> so you don't really have a lot of brand equity yet. Um, so I said, you know what, just give my team a day um, to show you what we can do. And then that night I designed a municipal logo. And then the very next day uh, I showed it to my team. And they had some very, very great input of tweaking it. And uh it was a collaboration. I tweaked it and showed it to, to, to the uh, municipal uh, guys the next day, and they're like, "Okay, that's our new that's our new brand. You, you guys nailed it." So, what I love is that it, it took all of the aspects of the old logo and kept that like it, yeah, was, it was still a, it there. Was basic, it's, it's about based the, building. On the building, yeah. And it just took that and broke it down to the design elements of that and, mm-hmm. and stripped it from all of the. You know, gradients and things like that you know things that yeah it was just it was just a little bit too busy there's nothing wrong with busy logos it's just i I, these guys i I probably think i sound like a broken record but i always look at graphic design as in branding as uh any other art form like music or movies not everybody you know i love the screamy heavy metal not everybody likes that you know uh, (laughs) not everybody loves romantic comedies well graphic design is another is another form of art. Um, so what, what Municipal originally had, it was just not my style. And I couldn't wrap my head around designing cans with a logo I didn't like. Right. Uh, and that happens quite often when where we convince a client to um, change the logo before we move forward. Uh, just another example is, just real quickly, there's a distillery in Middletown, and they came to us just Liberty wanted, Spirits, right? Not Liberty. It's a brand new one oh. um, called White Dog, and they just wanted us to do their their labels. And I wasn't. I just wasn't happy with the logo, and basically convinced them to let us redesign the logo. And now they absolutely love it and embraced it, and it's on all their signage. Uh, they should be opening up soon. Free plug there, uh, White Dog. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Um, Send me an email. So getting back, I don't even know. I kind of derailed the conversation. But as far as the importance of, of branding, it is very important. It's 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 your first impression, and it's it's either you grab someone's attention. Jen can probably touch on this a little bit more since we're being so quiet. But she mentioned the other day of when she looks or or buys new beer, it's what catches her eye and she's right. she has a great she has a, a background with packaging 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 design uh <laughs> you want to say something about that as far as branding yeah. the importance to you yeah so i look at it at it like each person is has their own personality right you have your likes your dislikes right. i mean every single client that comes to us with beer packaging or whatever they have what they want right <laughs> right and then we tell them hey you know based off of the category based off these of are these are also people these, who have sometimes spent like 
a really long time, like in their head, right. building this thing that this they think it's going to be. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's and the thing that I want to say about packaging is when people are at the store, like if you're shopping for your beer at Kroger or wherever. We got Jungle Gems. On Jungle Gems, yes. Perfect example. <laughs> Love Jungle Gems. Brought gyms. to you by Jungle Gems. <laughs> jungle Gems, I get yet, in there. Someday. Yeah. The thing with Jungle Gems, you go in there for one thing and you're like, you walk in for a second and you're like, what did I come here for? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why do I have oxygen in my cart? Beer tasting and all these other things. But the main thing is with packaging at a store, like, you have to speak to your consumer like that because people are shopping. People want to get in and out, well, minus at Jungles. You know, you've got your beer. You might want to take time. (laughs) But in other examples, but in other examples like Kroger, you just want to get in, get out. It's quick. What catches your eye? Color is the first thing that people relate to, you know? Color. And and, and as, as that shelf really starts to, you know, the, the, the beer shelf, you know, mm-hmm. when you look at that wall of There's six so packs, much. it just, it's continually changing and yep. evolving and like people are getting smarter and smarter about mm-hmm. catching your eye and, and, and finding a way for you to reach out and look at what they've got. And, and it's, it's, it's interesting because some packaging designs, there was like a time where everybody wanted to scream at their consumers, right. like, look at me, look at me. Well, now it's going in the trend of being quiet, minimal, simple, but that's, that's and that's so, what stands out. That's what's so crazy. Like, you know, month to month, it changes. Mm-hmm. And you look at it, and it may be busy sometimes, and you look at it, and you're just, you know, bombasted with this 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 wall of color, and, like, you know, and then there's this one six-pack that sits right in the middle that just isn't that way and you see it you know, what is that and you know, it, it catches your eye mm-hmm. but then you know you walk in three weeks later and it's a complete opposite mm-hmm. everything is this kind of muted plain kind of thing and then there's this one six pack that's complete opposite mm-hmm. and it just, it's, it's always changing mm-hmm. it's always evolving and who did the, the uh, bright pink bottle uh, like last year, uh, well, there was a big twenty-two ounce bottle, and I not, and I loved when I was in Jungle Gyms so Rogue, watching the reaction. Of, Rogue, it was Rogue. Rogue it was did Rogue, the yeah. the Voodoo Donut series, yes. which has been going on for a while. Yeah, anyway. all the beers have sucked miserably. They're all terrible. Yeah, Don't buy the hazelnut one is really good. No way. No way. I've never tried them, but I just remember the packaging and seeing. It flying off the that's, shelves. That's one of the few bottles that's not a Cincinnati bottle that is still sitting somewhere in my basement because the bottle blew me away so much. It's it's, yeah, it's yeah. there somewhere yeah. because I was impressed by the design of the bottle, and that that does say goal. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says every something. design is a different expression. And, and one thing I think it's it's great about Cincinnati and the craft beer scene is, um, you know, I, I, I travel a lot. I go to a ton of breweries in other cities and just the Cincinnati scene has such pride not only in the beer but but the packaging and the uh, the branding and, and their identity. I, I've gone to some cities where it's just pure crap. I mean, it's just... I've been to those cities. You know, um, the secretary made our logo and, uh, you know, the, whoever uh, did our labels. Um, and I just think Cincinnati just has such a great... Uh, visual scene and in, in the craft beer and you know we do a lot but there's other brands like you know john um 
one of my buddies, John, did the original, all the uh, Mad Tree stuff. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, Keith uh, Neltner, who uh, does uh, did Braxton, um, does beautiful, beautiful work. He's been kind of my my secret uh, man. He got man crush. That's man right. crush, designer <laughs> crush, because the guy is a complete superstar. Um, super, super talented. Uh, so there's a lot of brands doing things or a lot of uh, craft breweries here in Cincinnati are just doing it well. Um, and, and, and people ask me all the time, are you pursuing Mad Tree or Rheingeist? Absolutely not. If you have a beautiful brand, there's no need There's no there's, need for us to get involved because they're doing it right. There's a, there's a, I've got my eye on a few breweries that I think could, could use our help. Um, but but there's, there's a really great uh, graphic design branding scene for here in Cincinnati. That brings up a couple really great questions that I've got. Um, I also have a fun little game that I'm going to start doing on the show. Alright. Um, I also... <laughs> Who's your man crush? <laughs> Who is your man crush? Alright, right, Keith, if you're um, listening, you're my man we crush. We also need to take a commercial break because right. we want to pay some bills. Alright. Um, but first, I want to uh, tell a story. So, yep. kind of on that, that, that branding thing. So, when um, I first met Tommy and at the time what was Lemon Grenade which I think was just you at the time probably um, I was in the midst of just starting the gnarly and I was branching out from my original logo which was a picture of a gnome that I took in my basement with text splashed on top of it and then as I started to realize people were actually reading what I was writing I said I need to I need to do something and I started kind of playing around with some ideas I did an article about Fibonacci and their logo and what they were doing. And um, when I when I met with you at Buffalo Wings and Rings in Fairfield, <laughs> you said, "Hey, if you ever have anything you need, you know, just shoot me an email and let me know." And a couple weeks later, I was like, "You know what? I just, I'm going to shoot this this logo that I'm working on to Tommy and, and see what he thinks." I shot it to you, and you said, "Well, I mean, I don't want to be mean or anything, but it kind of looks like a big pile of poop." <laughs> was was it I, was it a figure? It was a literal the, poop. I don't. I don't. No, it was it was a literal poop. So, um, I, the the logo that I was working on was a gnome hat in the middle of the the words of the gnarly gnome. Which now that I look oh, at it, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, it did look like poop. It's a yeah, pile now, of, now pile of poop. The hat yeah. looks like a pile of poop. So, yeah. um, thank you. Well, th- well thank you. <laughs> um, we're I'm gonna, glad I picked up your poop for you. <laughs> we're, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back, and we're gonna. Um, play game because right. uh, we're gonna see how that works. We'll be back. Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. You know, there's no need to be up tight. <laughs> beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from Homburg in a garage to where we are today. Right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. 
This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Permissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. See how it works? You just, yeah. you just roll right in. <laughs> um, so we're starting a new segment on the show. Are you guys ready for this? I am ready. Um, I'm calling this Sip Slam Dunk. All right. All right so you've... Oh, wait. We need music. Hang on. Uh, let's try... Oh, do we have theme music Let's for try this. this. Oh. Hey, welcome hey. to Sip Slam Dunk. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. I'm your host... Um, so you've heard of um, F. Mary Kill, right? Sure. Uh, this is the same idea, except we're talking about beer. So you either sip something, you slam it, or you dump it in the sink. All right, drink um, pour. So we, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're going to be a little friendly with it. We're not going to go super local off the bat. All right. Um, and I don't know if I should do this like with each person and make them a contestant or just. I like think you guys so. Kind of I think everyone needs to be fun. <laughs> think about it. You know, we got we got a lot of uh, difference in age and gender here and uh, backgrounds and geography. So I think each one, yeah. So I scribbled down a couple ideas All out right. of my head. Two of them are kind of more styles, and one of them is very specific on beers. Okay. Of, Beers that are made by big breweries. So, um, we'll start with you, Tommy. Do you want a style or a the specific beer category? Uh, choose wisely. What? Yeah, you got to choose wisely. <laughs> uh, style. All right. So the first style, you have three to choose from. All right. 
New England IPA, which you know Listerman loves their New England IPAs. Yes, they do. Uh, Berliners and okay. Pilsners. All right, so I'm, I'm and I'm talking about real Pilsners, good Pilsners, not mm-hmm. the the crap that. What was the second one? Berliners. So Berliner Weiss. Uh, okay, gotcha. Little, little, little tart, easy drinking. Sometimes with fruit, sometimes not. So you got to sip one, you got to slam one, and you got to dump one. Down well, I think the it's drain. pretty obvious you slam the pilsner. Is that obvious? I I think so. I th- you know I think uh, of a pilsner as <laughs> smoothest of pilsners. And, and the thing with having don't forget a, a creative agency as your sis, guest, big sis, which was yeah. one of the best pilsners that's ever been brewed. You designed the logo for. Yeah. And you're, but, you're slamming it and just ignoring it. Well, no. I, I'm just messing you up a little bit. I'm just <laughs> saying, usually you have uh, brewers and industry mm-hmm. Uh, experts, mm-hmm. and now you have a creative agency. So it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to slam one of the three, definitely the Pilsner. All right. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, New England IPA, uh, I, I like them, but that is definitely a sipping beer for me. Um, You're dumping Berliners down the drain. You know what? <laughs> and forgive me for not uh, when you when you say tart, I think of more of a sour. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> a little sour. Yeah, so I'm not a huge huge sour fan. Excuse me. <clears throat> so if I had to, I mean, you're 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 asking me to sip Sit. one and slam one and pour one, so. Uh, I'm going to stick to that. All right. All right. right. I, I respect that. Right. I, I mean, I, I think you're so, wrong, but I respect it. You wouldn't <laughs> slam the Pilsner? No, I'm, I'm, if it was me. So you're talking slam, like taking a pint glass and just killing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's you gone. It. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, Pilsner that's, that's is, that's is the, easy, for me. Is oh, the yeah. easiest. Berliner, I'm, I'm, I'm down on it. it it's well, fun. It's, it's bright. It's airy. Before the, we the move. The Pilsner, I'm sipping and I'm dumping it with an IPA. You know what? I'm um, sorry, sorry. Listener. Not that, not that you're inf- them. not that you're influencing me, and I know we need to move on to contestant number two. <laughs> <laughs> there is no prize, by the way. Yeah, there is no prize. But I, High fives. I, I see where you're going. Um, you can't change your answer now. Oh, you're, I can't. You're stuck no, with no, it. No, no, you, 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 you did it. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll, we'll move on. But you, you had, you had, you, some, you had some good points there. You heard it here first on. Uh, Sip, slam, dump. All right. Contestant. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy hates them. He hates Pilsners. He's, I uh, did not. <laughs> see, that's the complete opposite is something that I enjoy. I'm going to slam it. He's going to edit out your answer. Fix it. No? Okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I don't understand the rules. But no, I'm not editing anything. To, to me, if you slam something, it's your favorite out of the three. No, 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 no. no like, oh, that's how I think No, that's a sip. Sip yeah. is the favorite, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, then, you want to drink it so fast you can't but even taste it. Yeah. So, so uh. in F, Mary, Kill, like, what, is, what is the favorite of those? Do you marry your favorite or you I would marry F? Yeah. There's two things. Sure. I think we took it the same way. But see, I enjoy... I enjoy a New England IPA, so I sip. You know, I sip that. I get that, and I enjoy I a pilsner. But to me, a pilsner is easy, easy drinking, and I can slam that really fast. So sorry, it's no, it's all right, it's, all right. it's, it's I'm a making very, this. I'm making this way too complicated. No, it's a very complicated <laughs> game because I don't. All right, all right. I, I even like understanding my answers of everything. I don't know what the correct thing. Yeah, I, all right, I, all right. I, I don't on. know if Ephemeria is better. I don't know. All right, Jen's up. <laughs> all right, so do you want? The category of styles, or do you want the specific big beer? Specific. All right. (laughs) 
sip, slam, or dump. Now that we know what each means, <laughs> yeah. we don't Clarify. even. We sip, meet. I should have gone second. Okay. It's whatever it's you what think you they mean. Whatever you think the, they mean. Okay. So these are all big AB beers. So some of them, all of them, are beers that you may not realize that Anheuser Busch owns, but they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bourbon County Stout. So big, uh, bourbony. It's the original, the OG of uh, barrel aged beers. Space Dust, which is Elysian's um, IPA. And then Breckenridge Vanilla Porter was one of my go tos when I first started drinking beer. You got to sip one, you got to slam one, and you got to dump one down the drain. All right, this is easy. Vanilla Porter, sip, because sip to me is you enjoy it, you want it to last. Mm -hmm. Yum. Um, yum. Uh, not an IPA fan, so that one I'm gonna. What is it? Dunk. Dump. Dump. Dump, dump, oh, dump yeah. it down dump. the drain. Dump. Yes. <laughs> gonna dump that, and then the other one I'm going Bourbon to. Bourbon County Stout. Oh yeah, that you're, one I'm gonna have to. You're slamming that one. I'm gonna have to. Chugging some Bourbon County Stout. Oh, you don't want to see me later. It's gonna be IPA. None of these are good chugging options. <laughs> I mean that that sounds like a fun night to me, but that that would be a fun night. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Sip, slam, and dunk. <laughs> yeah. I just have to use the theme music as much as I can. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Contestant number uh, three. That leaves you with just one option. All right. Let's Did Lily it. tell you her last name? Stein. Um, it's, that, a, it's actually in my notes. <laughs> Isn't that great? If, like, you get, if you want to get creepy, I've got <laughs> really detailed notes about everything Stein, in Cincinnati beer. Stein. Jason Brewer. I mean, these last <laughs> Very names. Very appropriate. It is. Thanks, Dad. Great last name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your sip, slam, dump is Styles. Okay. You have Tommy's favorite uh, seasonals, pumpkin beer, Oktoberfests, or big Imperial Stouts. So those are my three options? That's your three options. So it's getting cold outside. You get those nice chilly nights, (laughs) the nice warm days. I like how you paint the picture right there. Oktoberfest, pumpkin beer. Big Imperial Stouts. So I you think gotta sip one, slam one, and dump one down the drain. Uh, let's see. I think I would sip the stout. If it's a good old coffee, I mm-hmm. do like those. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm getting a little sick of the pumpkin fat. <laughs> so I'm it's gonna, October third <laughs> right now as we're recording I know, this. You're but done they with pumpkin. Like a month ago. <laughs> So I think I would dump the pumpkin. Oh. And then like, I, I, like I told you earlier, they come out in July. So I know. Go. It's like Christmas mm-hmm. music. I was just telling Jen today. I was like, we have to start <laughs> it like maybe mid-December because I'll already be sick of it. <laughs> um, and then I think the Oktoberfest, I would check. All right. Yeah. I, I actually think I respect that answer sure. for once. <laughs> <laughs> somebody time's a charm, somebody right? finally got it night. <laughs> finally got it right. This is uh, right. Sip, Slam, and Dump. Um, I think... Uh, says a lot about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that we are not experts on beer. Mm. There is, we can make it look pretty, but we're not brewers. There is no prize. I'm sorry. None of you won. None of you lost. Let's, let's uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'll transition out of that. Let's, let's talk about beer. Um, so going back to the design side, which is, I guess, probably... Your guys' forte, since that's what you do. I hope so. Cans, cans versus bottles. So there's been a lot of talk about the actual beer and what's better for beer. 
Um, but what's more fun to like play around with and design? Have you guys done a lot of both sides of it, cans yes. and bottles? Yes, and we've done 22, we've done 12, we've done you know all kinds of glassware. Uh, we've done cans, we've, done, we've designed for 12 ounce and 16 ounce. Um, as far as the real estate of you know, the actual label dimensions, I, I don't see a huge difference um, in size. So I will say um, the mass-produced, you know, the 12-ounce cans and the 12-ounce bottles, um, usually you get to, to me, it's, it has a little bit more creative freedom because they're mass-producing it, and it's not as... as um, as glamorous as the 22s or, or those, you know, uh, limited releases. Right. you got to make those very high-end. And um, So, I don't know if that answered your question. But, you know, <laughs> you've, got, you've got the stuff that Listerman's doing recently, especially with their, their new branding where the artwork is front the and artwork, center. Yep. And it's this big label that's just pretty much dedicated to whatever the beer is. To the, to the artwork, yeah. Not necessarily going back to the question I just asked of you know cans versus bottles, but the freedom that that gives you on a design versus somebody hands you a project that's a 12 ounce bottle with an already determined uh, personality for the beer, I guess if I can put it that way. Um, like talk about kind of that process maybe. <laughs> you really have to the logo on the front. You get a little bit more creative yeah, freedom. You know, like, I, I feel like as breweries are starting to um, develop their own identity, uh, and I, I, I don't want to keep going back to the specifics of, of Listerman or not Listerman, you know, because I feel like locally for a designer, Listerman is the, the blank canvas, the... Um, so, so, just... It's got to be fun. So, the difference between... Listerman and almost everyone is uh, Listerman versus like a Fibonacci where they have this very specific idea yeah, of what it, they want. And you know, Ryan guys, I love you, Betty, but well, everyone has a very s- specific, uh, you know, template for their artwork, um, and which is great because that's how you stay on brand. Mm-hmm. So when we when we rebranded Listerman, we kind of approached them, hey, let's make it all about. The crazy artwork. Right. I said sometimes, you know, the crazy thing about Listerman is sometimes, and these guys uh, can back me up on this, sometimes it's 9 o'clock in the morning, hey, we need this label by noon. We're like, what? You know, we're designing <laughs> this in one day. So sometimes it's a struggle to do really creative work really, really fast. Uh, but the great thing about Listerman is um, it's all about the artwork. So if you notice on the front of the can, there's a little kettle logo and the, the name's on the side, but it's 90% artwork, um, which a lot of breweries are not doing. And the fact that they put out so many releases uh, with the hip-hop series, um, you know, we, we can have a lot of fun creating. And, and, and some breweries give us a creative brief where it's very, very detailed, where we want this, this, and this. Listerman will say, hey, we have a new beer called Game Over, man. Wow us. And we just we just come up with ideas, and they either shoot them down or they say, this is great. So, you know, I do love working for Listerman because it's 100% creative freedom. 
talk about Fiona a little bit. So, Cincinnati's um, pride and joy. There was, there was an afternoon where I was picking something up that somebody had dropped off at Listerman for me. And I got to, in, Listerman is one of those places where probably half the people know me when I walk in and the other half have no idea who I am. And it's kind sure. of fun. And so I walked in and nobody knew who I was. So I sat down at the bar and had a beer. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. by the way, I've, I, you know, I've got something sitting in the back for me. And I gave him my real name, you know, Bob Sh- whatever, whatever, you know, that whatever, is. whatever it is. Um, and I kind of went back there and I don't see anything. And I said, oh, you know, there's, it might be under gnarly gnome and oh you're the gnome oh come back here let's let's look for it and i walked back there and all over the desk was team fiona and these pictures and i said hey what's that the look of shock just entered into his face (laughs) oh my god i shouldn't have brought you back here you shouldn't be here (laughs) the secret's out (laughs) here's your box of stuff please go please don't tell anybody i showed you this (laughs) Um, talk about like that that process, and you know, I as- you don't have to say it, but I assume Team Fiona is not your most rewarding design you've ever done. It's well, a picture of Fiona. It's yeah. not. It's yeah, not, there, it's it's not it's super not, creative. It's yeah. not. It, but it's also the biggest beer that has ever been designed in oh, Cincinnati. Yeah. You know what's what blows my mind is every once in a while I'll get on eBay or something like that and just <laughs> it's almost like googling your own name you you uh, posted a picture of your quote unquote beer seller one time on a Cincinnati beer group I, yeah, and everybody everybody just uh, just destroyed lost you it. they yeah. they they, yeah, hated they lost you. it not understanding yeah yeah it's not really a seller it's like just your yeah. can so what I do so just real quickly about that every beer uh, label that I design, which has been over 400, probably. Um, I I keep two because I have two boys, so I figure um, they know it's audio only, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, in the background. yeah, people dancing in the background. So when I eventually kick the bucket, um, each one of my boys has a, a can or bottle of something that Lemon Grenade designed. The funny thing it's is, fine. is they'll probably be like. Oh, this is great, and then it's in the trash the next moment. But no, they'll drink it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing that drives people crazy on the cra- on on the, on the website Facebook group is they'll see some of the beers and they're like, "Why isn't that refrigerated? Why isn't that, why aren't you drinking that?" Um, but you know, so getting back to the whole eBay googling googling your own name thing, I'll get on uh, eBay and there'll be like a, a Fiona Series One can going for. 30 right. 40 50 dollars and, right. and it's empty right um so fiona fiona was a phenomenon i remember originally when the first series came out i think there's a line wrapped around the brewery two times oh, yeah. uh, but but getting back to your question about creativity um what ends up happening is the cincinnati zoo sends us some photos that they had taken of fiona uh, I guess they they get funneled. She's very photogenic. Super yeah, cute. so it, so it gets funneled through Listerman. They send them to us, and they'll give us three photos, and they say make this into the next one. And usually the photos, you know, no offense to whoever's the photographer, <laughs> but usually they're underwater shots or something like that. And it's very difficult. Kind of where she lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, does, she does live in the water. Yes, um, but it's very difficult to to do anything with that. But 
So, are you insulting Fiona for her uh, <laughs> <laughs> posing ability? But you get you know her what? out of the water. I, I gotta give <laughs> get out of the shore and stretch out a little bit. Sunbathe a little bit. <laughs> but you gotta give mad props to Listerman. I mean, they do her want her, you know, her and her mother, and then when the the father is alive, is a can with the three of them, yeah. and then their one K for whatever it was. Um, and then her birthday edition, and then you know, so there's been, I mean, they've definitely, I think they're on like twelve versions of Fiona yeah. right now, uh, but they're collectible. There's people that are buying those cans just because they want the artwork, and which, 100%. and which will, what that led to was um, the Cincinnati Zoo wanted zoo babies. Oh, dear God, the zoo babies. So now there's like six <laughs> Listermen. So they'll send us. Five photos of a new flamingo or new monkey. The and said, Yeah. It's so is that new? Mm-hmm. Have we started working on that? Year. Is that a yeah, is that a series that we can see <laughs> on a regular really basis? I believe so. The zoo babies and the other, um, and, and you know that's what's great about Listerman is they make these partnerships with other organizations. Um, the other one is the Cincinnati Art Museum, right. which. I almost feel bad for charging Listerman for a Cincinnati Art Museum can because we take a painting. Van Gogh. We take a Van Gogh and we wrap it around the can. It's gorgeous. But, but. I look at it as, uh, you know, we lose our butt on a lot of labels because we, we redraw and redraw and redraw. So if we make it up a little bit by slapping a Van Gogh painting on something. But you we don't. Know, we you can't know, touch his artwork. So Wherever Van Gogh is buried, and I don't know where that is, but there's a big middle finger, like, sticking out of a casket. Like, right like, fuck you. Yeah, so. And it's, but. but, yeah, they, so. Fiona's been great, but once again, it, it's not the most creative thing we do. But so, what what has got you excited lately that you're able to talk about? What's on your What's on your list that you're able to talk about that has you like really pumped right now? Um, well, a couple things I can talk. I have a, so the thing is, I have a lot of trade secrets. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of breweries, and sometimes, um, you know, I have to keep my mouth shut. But there are a few projects that are. Brewing, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> um, well, right here at Municipal, I don't have that uh, sound effect for the record. That's good. Um, right here at Municipal, they they you know opened two years ago. They're already talking about expansion plans. Uh, they've approached us about packaging. Uh, so they've done a couple of bottle releases, but they're they're talking larger scale. Um, you know, we talked about the, the bad Tom. Uh, coming out with 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 cans. The other thing about Bad Tom, which is might be 100 uh, percent news scoop, you heard it here first, is they're they're uh, they're going into the bourbon market. So That's we've been we've been designing a lot of uh, Bad Tom Smith uh, bourbon, um, and uh, you know the Weedman. Well, I'm very excited about. Uh, we need to talk about that when uh, the show gets done for the yeah. record. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I'm very excited about Weedemann. Even though I worked on it six or seven years ago when I first started Lemon Grenade, I wasn't 100% happy with it. Right. Um, so the fact that I can show them now what we can do and just blow their socks off and, and, and just make Weedemann the most beautiful can ever, I'm very super excited about that. Can't wait to see what those yeah. end up looking like. Yeah. <laughs> It's that's that's a fun project for me in my head because you've got this really great historical side of what Wiedemann is, and then it's also got this this modern thing that they're 
yeah. dealing with and trying to figure out. It's a challenge. It's trying to figure out how to fit in the thing, you know, and you, you dealt with that a little bit with Moreline and, and, and their rebranding and their, their labels and stuff, but uh, Wiedemann's a different beast altogether. Moreline is almost okay with, uh, you know, saluting the past, but not necessarily living in it. And I think Wiedemann, like, still is, is, is got a big part of who they are, like, living in that, that, that history of what Wiedemann is, I, if that makes sense. Wiedemann has a brand and a story already. Right. So they, they, you know, John and Betsy basically bought into a brand that they loved. They had a huge passion for it, and when it became available, they, they knew that what they wanted to do. And um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that project. Can we talk about difficulties? So things you've worked on that... Uh, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, think projects you've worked on that might have been a little more difficult than you thought they were going to be. Um, th- there's been projects where you know we have a a fixed amount of hours that we're working on a project, and it just becomes way bigger than we anticipated, right. and that's part about owning a. A creative agency is is losing their butt on certain jobs, uh, and in the beer world, that's that's happened a few times where uh, we estimate a job and we're thinking, you know, this will take us 15 hours or something, and it just becomes uh, 20, 30, you know, that kind of thing. So I, th- so I think the the challenge or the difficult things are we're not anticipating what it what it could be. Uh, one quick example. I feel so bad. I always bring up Listerman, but but they're a huge client of ours. Um, they recently did a um, a pie. Was it the oh, lemon that was pie? Incredible. Um, and we ended up going to the store ups. and buying pie crust, and we bought the whipped cream. Whipped cream, and then we had to go on a photo shoot, and um, and then they wanted to they wanted us to photograph them having a pie fight. Is this the so, lemon meringue pie? Yeah. Fight? So we ended up getting <laughs> lots beer, lots of. Um, Pies and cream and everything, but Listerman just said someone threw a pie immediately, and then they all just went ape shit and just threw pies everywhere. And we're <laughs> trying, trying we're trying to capture a something that we can use for the label, and they used all the the pies and all the materials in like two minutes. I mean, they were having they had way too much fun with it. <laughs> they were having a lot of fun, but it basically kind of screwed us as far as. So we, what we ended up doing was taking uh, 20 different photographs that we could quickly take <laughs> and then taking the best, you know, photo, like number five and then number 20 and then clipping them completely out of their backgrounds <laughs> and putting them on a new background. And then Listerman then wanted a Super Smash Brothers That's what it does. It, theme it in the background. Like into a video game kind of. Yeah, so that was one label where it was difficult and we lost our butt. But the end product, it, it was it was a journey and it was a lot of fun. I'm not saying it's one of my favorite labels because it's not, but but it was a lot of fun. The process. What about uh, labels or brands? Probably more specifically brands that you didn't have a part of that you really wish you did one way or another. You look at what they became and you're like, man, that's that's brilliant. I wish I was a part of that or possibly a brand if you want to put your balls out there and say 
they <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> well, I'm definitely I not gonna. Wanna... <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna do that. There are some breweries in town. That, I could do that better. Oh, there's, there's definitely a lot of uh, brands that I wish we we could uh, work a few work places with. That could. Uh, I mean, Queen City. You guys need to get somebody on your on your side. I love your tap handles, but the, yeah, there's logos rough. There's there's a, f- a few um, uh, brands that we could definitely improve. As far as uh, brands that are doing it right, um, I think Ryan guys from from the day one has really had their shit together as far as branding. That's, is there, uh, you know, jumping off of that? Yeah. Is there a fulfilling side though? Like you developed, you know, say you did Ryan guys branding from day one, and you developed that that thing. Is there like a fulfillment for you as a designer? As time goes on for that, because it, it doesn't vary a whole lot. It's well, that's the thing. New is it, new colors on the can, and it's the same um, oh, over and over, it, which is brilliant. It looks beautiful. It's, it makes sense. But there, there's brands that we've worked on where I feel that uh, it was very rewarding, and then the brand, for whatever reason, evolved or kind of. We set up a brand standards and it, it changes, and I don't think it's the right direction. Right. Uh, for instance, uh, Christian Moreland, which we did the OTR, we did the pills, and, and the the, uh, the cider company uh, that they yeah um, abandoned. Did they abandon it? I don't know. I'm supposed to say it. I don't know. Um, but we did the three staple beer staple beers for Christian Moreland. Um and it was basically a, a vertical type and uh, very few letters. And we basically handed off the digital assets to them. And you can I, probably still see that beautiful branding on the side of the logger house. You can, cool. you can. And I love going there in Kings Island and seeing that beautiful. branding that we set up. But I feel that I wish we were continuing to work with Christian Moreline, hint, hint. Um, but some of the, the beers have come out there recently. We set it up to where there would be three or four letters on the side of the can. And now you'll see a, a, a new brand that's... You know, imperial style, blah blah blah, and the and typography is still running up the side of the can, Four but it's really really small. Um, so there's there's times where we set up a brand and I feel like they stray from it. Um, like Swine City, I love Swine City. You guys are awesome, but some of the stuff that we set up has is is, is changed a little bit in the last you know since we launched them, right. and I and I I wish. I would have set a little bit more stronger guidelines on some of the stuff. Um, Is there, like, can you set those guidelines from day one and say, hey, here's what you can do with what we do and here's what you can't? Because there's there's more and more, there's got to be... Especially when you start talking about bigger companies like be it Moreline or yeah, Moreline, yeah. or, or Madtree, whoever it is. And Madtree is an example, personally, that I feel that their branding is strayed just a little bit. Uh, you know, John, who I mentioned earlier, I've done some some lectures with him, set up a really strong uh, brand. It's called a brand standard, brand standards guide. Right. And um, and I feel that since he's left, or I don't know uh, how that relationship ended. But left. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how that how that ended up, we'll, but we'll be at Mad Tree in a couple of weeks, for the record. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I Mad Tree. I love Mad Tree. <laughs> Happy Amber is always in my fridge. I love Mad Tree, but I feel like I've seen some 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 loose uh, 
translations of the brand it's, recently. It's, it's got to be hard as a company, though. Like when you start getting to a certain size of trying to find that place where you bring stuff in house and keep other things mm-hmm. out of house and trying to figure out how yeah, that all balances out. And yeah, it's 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 difficult to keep something on brand. Um, and and some do some you know like the Ryan Geist and you know I have to look at my cheat sheet of all there's so many there's 60 breweries around here so I know I'm not hitting them all but I think fretboard I think they do a good job of of, of the of, of staying on brand I know they're, they're they also haven't been burdened with the task of packaging yeah like yeah that's very true. That's true. hard yet you know yeah. like it, it becomes a different I've seen a couple there there are a couple there uh their cans lately right. on social media um but yeah did i answer your question yes i'm two and a half pints in everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah me too just two and a half we're sharpening yeah, his sure. arm with tallies swear honey yeah she's at home the baby's going to bed right now and my wife is really like this is the grumpiest part of the night when the baby is supposed to be in bed and she is <laughs> not in bed so, yeah, two and a half pints in, honey. I'm not yep. having fun. <laughs> not <laughs> fun. No fun to be had. Um, do you have a favorite design as far as a like a brand or a specific product that's not yours? In the beer world? Yeah, yeah, beer. So um, that's what we do. Oh, I know. I just didn't know if that was an overall brand. <laughs> you can brand. throw Skyline in there if you want. It, it, branding question. Oh, it's, it's man. Good. It's good. good so, I mean, you go, to, you go to Jungle Gems and... and, and so Oh man, I'm almost drawing a blank just because uh, there's just so so many good things going on uh, with branding. I mean, I, everyone's really so go go locally. You know, break it away from Jungle Gems because there's all hell breaking loose. Get off your list. Put I'm looking your at list down. No. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm forgetting so many different people. Yeah, you are, but that's the way. That's that's. You know, I think he's doing a really nice job. Is Urban Artifact? They Urban Artifact. There you, there you go. Did you see their? their I'm just biased. So their newest label that they put out there. Whoever doing is doing Urban Artifact. Scott Hand. Kudos. Okay, he's with the with with um, it's, uh, that's not Scott. That was Atlas from in, was it? No, 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 no. Scott Hand. He he is the one that from from day one has been okay. trying to start. Urban, the urban artifact urban. with the, uh, the illustration the, the, style is the, really the illustration. They just once again when someone's doing something right, I would never so, ever approach them. Their newest. Hang on, I'm going to pull my phone out so I can check. And it out. Uh, recently, Lily brought in uh, the uh, pickle. And We're I'm all not, pickle lovers and here. I'm not a big I'm not a big sour person, but she brought me a can of the the pickle, and I think Urban Artifact is this is their newest label. It's it's, it's beautiful. It's yeah. so it's their so their, is Scott actually doing the oh, artwork. Wow. Yes, yeah. so hand, it's different from their normal style. But good job, really it's, nice. good job, Scott. It's their brewery, but it it's is. from the back of the brewery. It's mm. shooting it from it's like the Terrell Street, yeah. which is where their brewery yeah. is actually. Urban. School. So it's it's school where the actual brewery is and then you see the church in the background. It's I, I freaking love it. I, yeah, I think it, Urban Artifact's doing a tremendous job of branding. Um, anyone else that you're I, thinking of? I was just trying to fit, I've only had this beer a couple times and I was just trying to Google actually the brand because um, it's new to me actually but I love their packaging and I wish I could think of the brand name but the illustration style is just so fun and unique and they've got this one beer fl- I'm a fruity beer person what? Hell or High Watermelon is that one? 
that. I do love that. Yeah, that one's good. Um, But the flavor is jalapeno pineapple. (gasps) Oh, oh, I love them. Come on, Gnome, what is that? You should know that. I was trying so hard to find it. California retro kind of style, and they're delicious. I mean, just fantastic. No matter what flavor beer they have, it could be the wackiest. Jalapeno pineapple to me, like, is. It sounds terrible, but it's There's a a place in North Carolina called Birdsong that's doing something that. Feel like is about that. Who knows? There's probably a hundred brewers that are doing a jalapeno pineapple beer. That yeah, and I wish I could think of the brand name right now. But what I love about them is no matter what flavor they have, as wacky as it could be or as normal as it could be, all their illustration styles are un- like unique but consistent. So consistent. Is a huge thing to hold your brand together, right. but also how can you be unique with each flavor? And that's what I love about this brand. That's, I, if I, I think of it, I'll let you. How know. how do you how do you do <laughs> that? Like how do you like contain you know especially looking style, locally with, with with somebody like Listerman where they're doing stuff constantly. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not just one new brand a month. I mean, they're they're pumping out several new beers every single month. Like how do you keep that brand? on track as far as who they are when you look at it. Mm-hmm. But, like, keep it keep it fresh. So, basically, with Listerman, is, it's the frame of the label is the consistency. Um, you know, where the, the name of the beer is, where the logo is. But the middle is an open canvas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they like, they're a big fan of parodies. They, they like, you know, we did a, a, the office beer and we did... Right. Um, you know, we've done so many parodies where it's almost, almost borderline. Are we going to get sued for this? There's one? a parody law. We're good. Yeah, yeah. There's a few so if you that do it's, if you do it's I, good. Yeah, yeah I'm like, uh, you guys are taking the heat on this one. Um, so yeah, they are completely wide open as far as the the middle of the label. Um, so there's not there's not a lot of consistency with that. It's just the outside frame. Um, outside of Cincinnati. Um, brands that I think are doing a really good job. Uh, I was recently in Asheville and I went to Burial. That Burial had a really good kind of uh, not only their labels and their logo, but the tap room and the overall vibe. I, uh, I'm almost like I agree with you with Burial, but I'm almost like sometimes I think the complete opposite with Burial. Like I walk in and the brand is perfect, the labels are perfect, it all fits in perfect. Except the beer, it's like this really like weird, like nuanced. I'm like, talking about soft. brandy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's like I just I look at it I'm like, oh my god, like everything makes me think one thing, and then I walk in and oh my god, the beer is something completely different. Like you guys are like, you're not a bunch of like backwoods hillbillies. Like <laughs> like it like it. it, it I, I love burial stone. I, yeah, I think they're. I'm just talking from a visual right. branding standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a brewery in Boston. Um, Sam Adams? No. <laughs> that's, that's the one I know. Um, <laughs> it's a very small brewery in Hi, Boston. Hi, Jim. We're going to get you on the show. Yeah. I, I, and I just... I, I thought you. If I, I thought if I said Did the you? word Boston... Was he drunk? <laughs> he was drunk. He had to be drunk. He's always drunk. He's awesome. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I thought if I said Boston, you'd know who exactly I was talking about. Yeah, but just Sam Adams is the only one I know. Okay. Well, there's uh, one in, in Boston that has very beautiful... Trillium? Trillium. I, I've heard of them. Trillium. They're kind of like Sam Adams, yeah. but 
Um, they just have very New cool. England deer. They have a very cool logo <laughs> and, and, and package design. So, uh, so let's really quickly, because this is a really quick topic, um, as we wrap up the show, let's talk about sexism in beer label design and all of that. You know, not necessarily locally. We've had a couple little. Yeah. The touches on it locally, but you know, there's you know the raging bitch from uh, Flying Dog and things like that that people kind of look at a little sideways now. How do you deal with that as a company? How do you? Um, well, you know, I, I did some work for Rivertown a long time ago, right. but they did release one beer at one time. I forget what it was. Brett T-shirt contest. Yeah, I thought that was a complete disconnect from everything that they had done as far as branding uh, label design and it just caught me completely off guard and, and and I was I thought it was really unusual I don't know if I agree with the design or not but but that's come up a lot one thing uh, with Jared who's the the head brewer at Listerman uh, there's been discussion on on beers and he says absolutely not I don't want that type of type of imagery or, or image so it's definitely something uh we talk about we've had we've had breweries suggest names that are just really inappropriate and and as they pay us to be their creative arm and think of strategy and think of marketing and and sometimes i just argue with them usually we win um it's just something they, they came up with at the top of their head but do you guys, as as being women designers and consumers, how do you feel about? I think it's definitely important to just look at your user base. I mean, more than fifty percent are women, um, so I think brands really have to be careful with what they put out. While the beer industry can be a little bit more creative and fun with some names, they have to really think about: is this true to their brand value, and is this going to reflect the brewery well? Because of course, they don't want to lose that, right? That fan base um, and those users so I think it's something that everyone should consider especially when naming um, and designing beers I was uh, I was at uh, Middletown did a uh, uh, hops in the hangar oh, yeah. and um, there was a brewery I, I don't recall off the top of my head um, it was mainly local breweries but there was one brewery I think was out of town and they had a, uh, a beer and you know, I don't know how much we can get away with on your podcast. You can but, do whatever you want. It's the internet. But the, but the name of the beer was called uh, Bean Flicker. Oh, yeah. And it's like coffee beans, right? Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Um, and I was kind of shocked at the label. And, that, and um, that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But sure. I said something. So at a lot of those beer festivals, um, it's the law that the brewery employees can't serve their own beer so they have outside so they have yeah outside okay so they have the odd side odd side okay i'm sorry um so those places have volunteers uh pour their pouring their beer and i had a discussion with odd side the volunteer and i was like is that what i think that means you know and he's like 
I don't know what you're talking about. So I kind of explain what I've heard bean flicker means. And what is that? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going there. Just Google it later. Uh, I might have to run for office sometime and uh, can't talk about that. But but anyway, I thought that. So there's not only imagery, but there's also the, the naming of the beer uh, sometimes where it's, uh, you know, is that gunshots? I don't know. It's gunshots or <laughs> fireworks. It's fireworks. It's fireworks. It's fireworks. <laughs> it's fireworks. Um, trying to get people to be But yeah, there, there's definitely the uh, headphones big, make it big, so you can't tell yeah. what direction it's coming from either. <laughs> a big issue with 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 that sexism and, and things like that and, and beer marketing. Um, it's. I mean, it, like it becomes this weird thing too, where as much as we put time and effort into what's happening here locally. You get places like Oddside or whatever it may be that come in and say, "Here's, here's our latest beer." You know, it's it's Big Dong Pale Ale or whatever it may be, yeah. and you're like, well, "That's not really a good name for a beer," you know. And like, yeah. it, it, how do you build upon that as a as a community? And but there's shock. That's, that's there's shock. Show. Yeah, there's shock value in that. You know. But how do that, you how do you sell as, beer? How do you as a design? you know agency stay away from the shock value of things like like there's there's power in that like you know you could you could have a very successful beer or label or whatever it is that is big dong pale ale you know like that that, that how do you stay away from that and still well even though you know our craft is graphic design and branding our clients look at look to us as as more than that we wear a lot of hats and you know and part of it is strategy and communications and marketing and sometimes they they come with an idea and it's like look we we have to look at this from a general consumer point of view i respect that but it looks like a big pile of poop is that what you're saying yeah the ra- yeah that's a good <laughs> way exactly to wrap how it. You say it to people <laughs> yeah it that's looks like it was to me. the gnome's early early no- early logo um yeah, I, I, we've talked many, many breweries out of stuff that we said, this is a PR nightmare. Do you really want to go down this path? I know it's funny. I know it's a shock value. Is it worth losing the, the female consumer or whether it's another part of, you know, a, a, another part consumer, you know, um, is it really worth it? Right. And, and most of the time, we talk them out of it. I think it helps, too, the fact that we're almost like a third-party outsider, so we have this kind of insight that we're not as... This brand isn't our baby. Um, sometimes we kind of get caught up in it, too. But I think it's nice that we can say, let's put on a different hat and look at this from a different light um, and kind of channel that inner consumer. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if you had to tell people in one sentence who you are how do you how do you wrap that up can we say it in one picture yeah we can we can like tell people to go to lemongreen.com but uh, I'll let each one of my team here um, comment but if I had to wrap up me as a as in one sentence um I, I love storytelling, uh, whether it's uh, movie, music, art. Um, and I think that's what we get to do every every day is tell our clients stories. And uh, to me, that's 
the best job in the world and the fact that the I'm getting paid for it just just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. So before you guys answer um, your wrap up, there is one brewery that you've seen that's starting up that's really early on and they're messing up. Pitch to them. Tell them to come to you. Tell them why it's important because I've, I've seen them. There are several of them that need that intervention right now. Uh, what I can say to them is Yes, your your product and what you're putting out there is very important, but your image is just as important. You know, your branding, your look, your first impression. And, you know, a lot of companies see design as, as a, a, a cost or, you know, an expense that is not necessary. And, you know, it is an investment, but it's that, that first impression. So mm-hmm. uh, there are quite a few breweries here in town that I would love to, to work with. Well, your beer might be fantastic, but you have to get people into the door right. to try your beer. Yep. Right. And not just people that live around the corner from you. Right. There's exactly. people that live mm-hmm. on the other side of town, like those of us here in Butler County, <laughs> who have to drive to the ends of the universe to go anywhere <laughs> except Quarter Barrel, Municipal, and well, no, Municipal is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> but if we want to go anywhere else, it's a haul. <laughs> we need to get more breweries down here. Uh, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> so you, you guys wrap it up into a tight little neat package for people to understand who Limit Grenade is and why it's important. We have a lot of fun every single day. I mean, just today, Allison, one of the other designers said, we have fun here. So (laughs) um, one thing that each client comes to us for is to make them look beautiful, um, smart, branding, just speak to their consumer. Who, who are they trying to reach out to? And they look forward to speaking with us, talking with us every single day. Like, that, we're the light of their day. And that's what I love. Not only is it fun, but... It's 100% I mean, why I will never use anybody else who other than grenade. Who doesn't like to look... smart and funny and... <laughs> who doesn't like to look at pretty pictures, right? That's right. And for us to make you look and sound good, right? Absolutely. So. Well, she stole mine, sorry. Oh. <laughs> but I think I, I went into design because I think it's fun. And, I mean, how cool that you get to do something that you think is fun every day of your life. Um, and I think, especially in design and product design, or not product design, packaging design and things like that, you want, and not all parts of design are fun, um, so we might be designing for like grief counseling and things like that, but you want your consumers to have fun when they're looking at it, and mm-hmm. if you're not having fun designing it, they're not going to have fun looking at it, and so I think that's a really important role, and I think the collaboration and the personalities with Lemon Grenade are just so fantastic, and it just makes it more fun, the people that you have. You you touched on some stuff there that I feel like I could do another half hour. Open <laughs> <laughs> another can of worms. So my wife works for St. Joseph Orphanage. Um, and as soon as you say that, like, you know, that, that other side of things that you're building a branding to make it okay almost to look at and to enjoy and to be part of that branding, but then understanding what that brand meet like wait, there's a whole other show there but it's not this podcast <laughs> <laughs> let's come um, back and have some more beers yeah we should yeah. do that. another day um, <laughs> thank you guys very much i appreciate more than you guys understand um you taking some time out of your day to yeah, uh, thanks, sit down with thanks me. for having us yeah thank you um, you're always welcome on the show you guys 
whether you realize it or not, you guys shaped who the gnome is, and <laughs> the gnome is, you know, it, the gnome is definitely me, but you, you shaped who that is and who the, the brewcast is, and um, I know as far as the brewcast goes with, with, with Mike and Tina, it, um, it wouldn't be what it is today without um, you guys kind of sitting down with us and saying, who are you, you know, and, 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 and having us figure that out, and then expressing that into uh, into a, a, a neat little package. So. And we got rid of your shit logo. <laughs> That's right. It's, <laughs> Most it's importantly. Still around. It's still there. It's st- <laughs> so, um, behind the scenes, um, if you're a regular listener of the show, we have another show that is very uh, very close to being launched. We're waiting on a couple, couple pieces of the puzzle, but it's Drinking with the Gnome. You can probably bet that when it's ready to go, I will be reaching out to Lemon Grenade for some logo design. All right. <laughs> uh, so drink it with the gnome. If you um, if you like booze and you like wine and you like drinking in Cincinnati, that's probably where you should lean. And that's probably more than I should probably say about it right now, but it's coming soon. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Thank you guys for being on the show. I I appreciate it it very much. Um, We'll be back next week. I don't know what the topic is next week off the top of my head. I think we are probably talking about beer, though. Yeah, I think so. That's what we do. That's a safe bet. Um, If anybody uh, has any comments or questions, follow us on social media. Follow Living Grenade on social media. Hit their website up. Those pictures, the... Serious portrait studio esque pictures just bring back so many memories for me. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank Cincy you. Cheers. Thank you. The boys of Cincy Craft. <laughs> <laughs>